Yeah. Uh, what's up? What's up, Yasmaz? Hey, well, I mean, it's very interesting, guys. All the uh, all the conversations here are basically to the point. Uh, I just want to first ask a question about the website bellscribe.com. Is it working better than ordinance? And no idea. Okay. Give it. That's why I said give it a try with very little. I, I have no idea. Graham just, you know, Graham is just. If you don't know, the guy who built it was the the first person to actually get an inscription working on on bells. So yeah, he's obviously zero, right? Yeah, he got he has inscription zero, oh. and so he built it what like a week ago or five days ago. I don't know. Um, but it basically crashed. The number of people who were using it basically crashed it and stuff was getting stuck. So he's been working since then to get it up and running again. So just mint a little, try it. I have no idea how it's working. If it's working well, zero clue. Um, so just try it a little bit. Try it a little. Um, don't go crazy. Yeah, we'll yeah. give it a shot, man. Yeah, give Thank it a shot. Yeah, I found that. Yeah, I found that Bill Scribe uh, website before entering the main the main Discord, build Discord, and I try it. Uh, I tried to mint an NFT. I did the, the payments. The payment was successfully, but I didn't receive that. Yeah. After that, after that, the state was crashed. I don't remember the, the order, so I'm gonna try to to mint the whole collection using that that <laughs> that uh, website. And if I found some problem, I will try. You know, uh, the moment I enter this bell blockchain, uh, I'm ready to lose money. But <laughs> that's a good strategy, brother. That that's a strategy I can get behind. Look, the moment I started doing this, my whole purpose was I'm going to lose money. That is it. Yeah. Now you've now you've perfectly described bell. This is like that's that's a strategy. 10 million Bellinoles, Adam, holy crap, man. How did we get there this fast? Is this what happens when, when inscriptions are literally less than a penny? Well, I think we saw it a bit on uh, whatever, Doginals as well, right? When it's super, super inexpensive, yeah, you just get this massive wave of shit coinery, <laughs> um, to say the least. You know, I don't know. Um, we can get into it. We'll get into it with the Nook and the different, like, metrics of some of these the the tokenomics if you will of some of these bell scriptions it's crazy um so yeah we can get into all that uh you know get into some details so people understand what the heck's going on but yeah when it's pennies like literally like at the beginning i can't even remember what it was but it was so little as i was inscribing using like ordinals wallets tool i was like is this possible it's like it's 12 cents and i'm doing you know a thousand inscription like it was it's like that kind of numbers yeah it's crazy yeah to me, something tells me that that might be uh the highest upside and also the highest downside right <laughs> if, if you think about it right because i if you're looking at all the other inscription ecosystems i made a post about this yesterday right the market cap of some of these is in the you know tens of billions of dollars and it's been accruing value for you know upwards of a decade or more right like bitcoin has three different inscription-like meta protocols. You have Bitcoin ordinals, stamps, and atomicals. And between those three, the market or the market cap is over $5 billion. Yeah. You look at Ethereum, the market cap's almost $300 billion, and they have about $300 million in total value. And with Doginals, uh, the market cap of, Doge, of Dogecoin is around $10 billion, and it's about $70 million in market cap. Um, and that's where you get the highest upside, right? Because you want, it, this is just market talk, right? You want 
the value of the chain to increase while you want the value of your inscriptions to increase, right? right? That's where the real W is. That's That was the ETH NFT playbook in 2021. Here, you're on the ground floor of both. The value <laughs> of the token is pretty much zero. <laughs> the value of the inscriptions are pretty much zero. So, so, so to, for the normies out there to understand what Jake's talking about, and, and this is an interesting thing that I think Leo maybe had the nice graphic from the at the birth of ordinals mm -hmm. which is like okay the total value of bitcoin is a whatever it's a trillion dollars right what is the value of the assets that kind of live on bitcoin right if the total value is a trillion and he broke it down nicely with ethereum and you know the value of ethereum is whatever 250 billion dollars and the total value of nfts is whatever a bill you know i don't know a billion dollars whatever it was right and to show that like differentiator or that metric. And, and so when you start thinking about, okay, well, on Litecoin, what's happened on Dogecoin, right? These systems have locked value, but people who own that token, the native token, don't have anywhere to put it, right? They don't have anywhere to kind of interact. And it's, it is interesting because I think that was one of the points with ordinals at the beginning, which I was like, dude, when are the Bitcoiners going to spend some of their Bitcoin <laughs> to support the native ecosystem and buy either, you know, ordinals at the time or anything? When are they going to use the money? And, and so far, I haven't seen Bitcoiners really loosen up those purse strings like we've seen with Ethereum, where we had literally founders of Ethereum buying high value NFTs. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, yeah, what happens with Litecoin, what happens with Doge. Doge especially, because Doge has literally like millions of holders. So it's going to be interesting to see what Doge happens. And Bell's like, look, there's 15 of us, you know, how this goes. I don't know, man. Like, I, all right, there's 10,000 of us in the Discord, right? But, you know, how many people are actually buying Bell's? You know, I was on literally a, a call yesterday with just some guys spun up, you know, a call in the Discord. And they're trying to figure out how to inscribe natively, you know, on their own computer, downloading the software, going through all these steps and they're getting frustrated. And totally, it took me like a week to figure this out. But I said to him like, you know, relax guys. Cause the reality is there are like 50 of us in the world doing this right now. Right? So if it wins, you're going to win. Like there's no way this doesn't win. If the ecosystem wins, like if bells wins, you're going to win. Right? So, you know, kind of savor this time and savor getting inscriptions for, a tenth of a penny because if it takes off you know this is this is going to be a home run right but whether it takes off or not that's that's the rub yeah and it can you hold if it's going to take two to three years for that to happen will you stay here and maintain your position or will you sell at the exact bottom which i think all of us have done many many times so first first and foremost uh, welcome everybody to the show. I'm going to accept a few of you guys here that are requesting. So if you want to come and join the spaces, please do. We had a few people uh, were not able to make it as some of the infrastructure providers. So we're going to have a really good conversation. Make sure you, everybody retweets the space. It's pinned to the top. And then if you have any questions, go hit that purple button in the bottom right hand corner. Post that there. If you don't want to come on stage, we'll make sure that we that we answer it as Adam is the god of Bell's coin. I think he actually might be Billy. Just reincarnated. Um, Dogfather, man. First, let's make the rounds, and then we'll get into the discussion. Dogfather, our favorite analytic provider. What is good? Hey, guys. What's good? Uh, can you hear me okay? I'm trying a new setup with my car. No, bro. No, no, no. Go back to your old setup, bro. <laughs> 
yeah the the uh whatever you got the wireless you know voice to talk or whatever it's uh it sounds like you're in a um yeah i don't know a, a tin can yeah like a military vehicle or yeah. something <laughs> Give me a minute, I would change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries, man. See, this is what happens. The por- see the the systems within the Porsches uh, don't have the best audio setup for uh, for spaces. I I know Dogfather talks about that a lot. How Porsche really needs to upgrade their uh, their audio setup. But <laughs> anyway, what's going on, Chris? Hello. Oh, somebody's you, jumping. Uh, the guys you will uh, been talking about trying to figure out how to meet using our computer. It was me and my team, like we are uh, five of us. Oh, cool, we're to meet using our computers. Like we're trying hard for three days without sleeping, try to figure out a, wi- a way to meet using terminals. We had a ton, a ton of problems. I lost like $100 doing some, some like a transaction and it was stuck. So we are losing money to get more information about this this blockchain, but it's okay. I know someday everything will be like will be like Bitcoin. So um, I have a huge uh, like potential for this project. Yeah, yeah, we we believe it as well. Do just ge- generally when you're entering a new space. Always start with a uh, a very low amount amount of money that you're willing to lose because in early blockchain uh, you know creation there's going to be a lot of issues which we're going to go ahead and cover. Uh, Dazzling, do you have something to say? Yes, uh, basically uh, what the gentleman just said. I tried to mint inscription on the 29th. Uh, but I was getting the error. Uh, uh, I could not connect uh, to the, it was throwing uh, the URL error. Um, and I don't know, I, I, this is my like second week I'm trying for some, to find a way to uh, be able to uh, mint the inscriptions. And I wish you guys had some uh, alternative um, to do that. Um, I'm even uh, today. I plan on reformatting my system because I don't know if it's my uh, Windows Defender firewall. But I disabled that uh, both on public and private um, um, network, and I'm still unable to. Uh, I think there are some modules that I'm not able to download. Um, from um, when I do the download. Uh, the zip folder from from GitHub. Yeah, uh, I was even thinking to get another laptop. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I did. Uh, believe it or not, I, I I just bought a new a new laptop and like a cheap laptop because uh, my kid needed a new laptop for school, and so I was like, oh well, let me get a new laptop because I could not get it working. I tried on virtual machines, uh, could not get it working. And so I ended up buying, you know, a $500 laptop for my kid. And that actually ended up working. Um, not to say it'll work for you, but that ended up working. And, and I did follow exactly that Google Doc guide that's in the um, guide channel in the Discord. I followed that exactly. And it did end up working. Yeah, I, I, I did that last night. 
uh, it's pretty handy. The document is really well written. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but I'm still, I still have the same issue and yeah. it's coming from my system that I'm for sure I know. Um, but that's what we are facing. I wish there was another way to be able to do the minting because I missed a lot. I was there to mint on the first day and I missed so much. <laughs> I'm only laughing, my friend, because this is, uh, this is blockchains, right? It's like I was there at the birth of ordinals. Uh, I, I've told it many times, but I completely missed ordinals. Um, could not get a, the node working. Um, I was there day one. I was there before it launched, trying to get my node working. Um, so I know the frustration. This is, I think it's less difficult than than ordinals because simply I was able to get this working. But but not to discount that this is not easy. It's it's not um, for somebody who's not technical. This is very difficult. I would say. And uh, so I understand your pain. There are a couple of options now, obviously Ordinal's wallet, which we'll get into, which on its own has tremendous issues because it's so new and they're trying to figure it out. And I just got word that uh, Graham Bell has, his inscription tool is up and running again. So I'll look for that post and I'll try and pin that up top as well. Okay, cool. Uh, what laptop did you buy? I'll try. Oh, again. just man, just a garbage, you know, I don't know, Lenovo something. I don't even know what it was. You know, okay. yeah, there, there is no, you don't need any particular setup. Um, you know, I don't think you need anything particular, uh, and as far as like memory or anything like that goes, um, yeah. you know, I don't think, I don't think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, anybody, but I don't think it requires like a special laptop. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going to reformat my current one and try to download a windows seven to see if that has less restrictions. Uh, sure. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, uh, I really don't want to miss. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, good luck, man. Uh, let's go to Dogfather. You're back, man. Yeah, I'm back trying to, I mean, I, I was on purpose taking the Lambo today and not the car. <laughs> you know, See, those, those Lambos are notorious for terrible tech. <laughs> terrible tech. Man, next time I take another one, man. <laughs> Just go to the garage and 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 roll the dice and take take whatever numbers this is given. <laughs> so now I'm back on the airports. Yeah, I was max minting on Saturday. At least I tried my luck. Uh, already, you know, posted a bit about uh, under your tweet, Adam. Uh, it was actually working quite well. Uh, the only thing, some at some point, it really broke down and nothing was working again on my side. Yeah. Um, and I, I and you know you were playing around with the slider, the number of mints with Nuke. And uh, I tried a few, I think uh, beyond 500, this was not working. There was some yeah. error saying, um, uh, even if you if you had the, the max kind of fees of 5,000, this was not taking it. So I, then I tried uh, a few times 500, and um, but only a handful were showing up in the browser, in, in, in the wallet. So so let's see whether they re-index or uh, they're showing up. But it was working, so I, I can confirm it works. And you see the nuke in your wallet, and it's actually cheap. Um, and and they will definitely work it out. I mean, they have like chat devs at on this wallet, so I, um, I'm I'm not worried. And it's definitely worth. I mean, to everyone. I mean, you should always max mint the first token. I mean, this is like a no-brainer. I mean, Jake is saying that like all the times, always the first token on a protocol. 
you can't lose. I mean, honestly, you can't lose because <laughs> of dollars, mm-hmm. and there is no downside. I mean, there is no downside uh, except uh, the few dollars and your time. And um, there is no bottom. I mean, we, we are at the bottom. It's like zero, <laughs> and you can you can only win. So, guys, mint out this nuke thing, and uh, you know. And we will we will have fun. I mean, it's even likely that the first token may have a higher market cap than the bell market cap. Mm-hmm. I mean, who that knows? is that is something we've talked about. It it is completely possible. That What's the current market cap, cap of Bell's Coin? Do so we know Bell's Coin because it has this really. I mean, it's it's actually very similar to like early Bitcoin, which is um, basically the miners are mining anywhere from three hundred to four hundred thousand Bell per day right now. So that's the amount being dumped into the market for like the next 60 days. Uh, then that gets cut in half uh, for another, I think, uh, 90 days or 180 days. And then it gets cut in half again. So at the end of a year, um, basically the bell supply goes to like, it's like a mil, then it drops to like a million a year. So it gets up to like 60 million over the next year. And then it's only a million a year for the next 400 years. Right. So it's it, it is this high ramp, um, which I had a kind of joking discussion in the discord today where guys like we need to get more users to support the price. And I was like, why not just let the price dump to whatever five cents or 10 cents? It allows everybody in the discord to like accumulate. Right. For like the super cheap. And then if the blockchain actually works and is still here in a year, um, you know, then you might have some like price appreciation. So, you know, I have no idea what the price is going to do, but I think the idea of just bringing in a million users to support a price that's going to have, you know, 400,000 new bell every single day for the next 60 days or something. I'm like, okay, we need all of crypto to come into bell to support like some crazy price. So it's very, very possible, you know, that Nook (laughs) actually has a bigger market cap than, than Bell in the long run. I think Bell's market cap, Captain, right now, like somebody put it in like yesterday, because of the number of, you know, Bell tokens there are times whatever the Bell price is, whatever, 30 cents or whatever, the total market cap of Bell is like $3 million right now or something mm. like that. So it's super, super small. I love that. I remember in 2017 during the ICO boom, uh, I think it was Status. I think that was like the messaging uh, DAP on Ethereum. Almost flipped Ethereum at the time. I think it was oh, Status. Really? Never actually happened. It's always been a theory because I don't think I've ever seen that actually happen where an app on an app or in this case uh, an inscription, a token flips the actual underlying asset. I don't know if it would make definitely great memes if that were to happen. If if Nook flipped the entire market cap of of Bell's coin, so that'll be. Uh, pretty exciting. Uh, first, I want to call on Chris. I want to say hello to our, our newest member of Emblem that we announced. Everyone make sure that you go and follow him. How are you feeling, man? GM, GM, boys. Uh, feeling good. Came down with a kind of crazy cold for the last couple of days, but we're, we're on the recovery. We're going strong. Um, Bells, man, 10 million inscriptions is, is pretty nuts. It just hit 5 million the other day. I saw the post. I was like, wow, that's that's pretty crazy. It's getting like some really solid organic traction. But then to see it hit 10 million and just kind of keep cruising and still have a ton of excitement around it is, is pretty cool. I know Adam talks about, you know, if it survives this time around, I was kind of thinking, what if, uh, you know, say something, you know, it kind of just um, kind of falls back down, maybe the energy levels or something. And then 
someone would rediscover it again <laughs> in like 10 years. That's what's funny about blockchains is that, you know, you still have the, the artifacts that'll be timestamped in history. So I don't know. No one knows what the future is going to be, but it's definitely a, a pretty fun experiment so far. And I love seeing the energy around it. Adam's absolutely crushing it. He's <laughs> just so funny that he became the godfather of the entire blockchain, but well-deserved. It's awesome. It is. It is hilarious. Uh, we're going to go to Phil and then Dogfather. Hey, what's up, everyone? Nice to be here. Thanks for the invite. Uh, yeah, just, uh, just, I'm just baffled, man, by the, the, the rapidity and the, how fast we got up to this point. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, you know, I joined, you know, the, uh, the Discord maybe, I don't know, two weeks ago. Uh, no, and, and, you know, it's just been insane learnings. Uh, shout out to Adam, man. Shout out to Archer uh, from Hell's Bells. Uh, shout out to Stad, man. Shout out to Messi, who's not here today. But man, I mean, it's just been, you know, crazy. And, you know, just to see where we were, like, last week, two weeks ago up to there, uh, it's truly fascinating. And we're experimenting um, one of the very first um, um, HBAR inscribing, if I can say that way. It's called HCS20. So it's mostly around the same concept. So it's really fascinating to see all this ecosystem just growing and growing and the tension being back. So it's fun to see. Uh, again, super happy to be here. Uh, it's one hell of a ride. And uh, hell yeah, thanks for you guys. Yeah, it, it really is. Again, the true, I think this is probably the closest you'll get to a free and fair mint in a modern day crypto to where, you know, when Bitcoin started, really the only fair thing you could do was mine. But here, the free and fair mint extends to literally every ecosystem, mining, trading, building, Bell 20, NFTs, right? And Bell and Old, you could participate in any of these ecosystems and literally be on the ground floor. Or if you just want to be, uh, you know, if you just want to commandeer and become one of the leaders, you just participate in all of them. And um, and have a good time. So that's one of the the fun things that I've been watching. Uh, go ahead, Dogfather, and then uh, we're gonna go to Sterling and talk about Hell's Bells right after that. Yeah. So just to reiterate uh, the Nuke idea, I mean, now we have this expansionary expansionary phase for uh, Bells. You know, the 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 main on the main protocol level because of the next not sixty days. So if Nuke is meeting out in the next like days which is not unlikely if we have more inscription tools. Then we have a capped supply on the Nuke while Bells is expanding. So there may be a play for some people uh, to really concentrate on Nuke trading uh, because it's the capped supply. So they know what's going on while the main currency, the Bells, may, may, may go down a bit. And uh, that brings me to the second point, accumul max accumulation of Bells uh, in, in at the end of that period, because then it's just getting better. Yeah, infrastructure is ready to improve. All right, Sterling, man, last time we had this call and we were on your show, we, we were theorizing Hell's Bells, and then literally three, four days later, all of a sudden, you were inscribing Hell's Bells and had a health token. Give us uh, first oh, the... Gosh. Let's let's go through this a little bit, because I, yeah, I, see, I see the project is uh, getting a lot of attention. First, give us the the story of um, how Hell's Bells came to be. Absolutely. So, uh, me and my, one of my co-founders, Nessie, she's out in Australia, so she's sleeping right now. Couldn't be here, but we were talking to you, Jake. We were talking about Dogenols, and when we were preparing for that show, this was on I just checked December twenty first. So that's how quickly this is all coming together. On December twenty first, we had Jake on our show. Two guys, one girl, Web three, all that crap. 
And we were talking Doge, and we and Bell, Bell, the Bell chain had been revived for about a week at that point in time. So we added a couple of questions in, and Adam had happened to be in the crowd, and Adam got up on stage, and we're talking. And uh, Adam, you mentioned, and at the time we were calling them Bell scriptions, not even Bellinals. And you said, yeah, no one's even made a Bell scription yet or something like that. And within about 10 seconds, Nessie and I had messaged each other going, we can we can do this. And then we had our, our, our artist, Pixostad, the man downstairs here, uh, he's in the uh, He's in the audience. He he mocked up a uh, couple of PFPs for us within like 18 hours. And then uh, within about 24 hours, we had 500 Twitter followers on a project. We kind of just made up on the fly. Um, but the vibes in Bells has been fantastic. Like we, we've talked about it, right? Like the 21st, no one had described anything. By the 23rd or 24th, right around Christmas time, we, uh, Graham had inscribed Bell Rocks. And a couple other people had cracked, cracked it. And then by like the 28th, we had uh, over 500,000 inscriptions. And it was just batshit insane. It's been so cool to uh, be a part of this. So here I've pulled up here on the live stream. Uh, I think you just made this post about four hours ago, just talking about the introduction of hell and the hell economy. Uh, it says, Hell is a Bell 20 launched at the end of 2023 to serve the experiment to teach the community how to inscribe. Uh, you also inscribed a handful of images. Um, so it's right here. It says hell. The bell 20 token has a supply of 666,666,666 right on par. What, which came first? Was it the images or the token? And how did you end up distributing this? Images came first. Um, <laughs> well, well, actually, okay. Let me think on this for a second. So they came about just about the same time. So what happened was um, we we're sitting around in our like team war room. And we're trying to figure out how do we crack the inscription process. And we were able to get in touch with uh, Graham from Bell's Graham Bell's coin. He helped us out, uh, crack the code a little bit. And we started inscribing our project, and we had everything sitting in the mempool. And I started seeing like, well, everyone's saying these are JSONs. And then we, you know, we heard Dogfather uh, talking about Nook. So we found out about Nook and other Bell twenties. And I said, well, has anyone launched Hell yet? We should probably, you know, secure that ticker. So we did, and. Uh, our dev, who's in the audience as well, you know, suggested the 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 count be six six hundred sixty six million six hundred sixty six thousand, you know, for obvious reasons, for fun, and then and then we sort of let it be. Uh, as a team, we minted ten percent to the team account. I myself have no help. Neither does Pixerstad, to the best of my knowledge, at least, and I know Nessie doesn't. Uh, our plan is we are going to, uh, upon mint out, drop ten thousand hell to each holder. Uh, to each for each token. So if you have two, you get twenty thousand. If you have one, you get ten, and so on and so forth. That's going to be used in our in our server. So initially, what we're going to be doing is, you know, it's not it's nothing groundbreaking, right? We've all been in servers where they have a Discord economy. You can buy whitelists or services or you know an honorary or things like that. And that's what we're we're going to use ours for. So the basic premise is every Sunday we're going to open up a channel called the Bank and you know, you go into that channel, you have a conversation, how much are you depositing into the bank? Uh, if you have, say you want to deposit a thousand hell into the bank, so we give you a treasury account, you know, a wallet address, you send the thousand hell, we credit your account with a thousand discord, whatever else, and then you can use that to buy goods and services from our shop. Uh, our plan is eventually, um, or at least we've talked about it, so nothing set in stone, is what if like, 
what if we have another talented artist besides Pixerstat in the server and he wants to, you know, get his work out there. He wants to sell some art. Well, maybe he can, you know, use, you know, charge hell in our server to sell some of his work and get his name out there and use some like self-promotion. So what we want to do is we just want to foster a community uh, on Bell, uh, on Bell chain that is familiar to anyone who comes over from Ethereum or Bitcoin or Doge, right? Like we want our community to just be welcoming and inviting. And despite, despite the theme being hell, uh, we're all a bunch of good people just hanging out and having fun. And that's kind of what we're, we're trying to build here. Adam, do you know of any other uh, projects that have popped up on uh, Bell's coin in terms of just Bell and projects? Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. There's there's the early one. I, I'd have to look in on on X, but I think they they inscribed like somebody. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's like 200 early ones, and and now they're gonna do, um, I think a PFP along with it. So there's there's the there's the Bell Rocks, which which Graham inscribed. Um, then there was that one, which I think was 200. It was like little different sprites were done, uh, but I need to look it up. And guys come up or t tell me if I'm wrong. I I'm trying to remember the other ones, but I think those were the kind of the rocks, hell's bells, and then that other one, which was like early, you know, sub 400 inscriptions, I think were the kind of three ones I'm thinking of. Yeah, just to and of course the punks, the, the punks, of course. Punks yeah. were obviously, yeah. They're always around somewhere. They're always somewhere. <laughs> Just to even recap, right? I think I think the I think there was what five million or so bell scriptions or bell annals before any inscription tool had even been created. Yeah. It was pretty much right. This was kind of like one of the the friction points or bottlenecks was that uh retail, quote unquote retail. I'm calling myself retail as well, because yep. I don't know how to code. I wasn't able to inscribe anything because there was no tooling. And so essentially, right, a lot of people got to come in and, and front run a lot of it. I don't know. Adam, how did the, the community feel about that? I know on the timeline, there was some tension surrounding that. And that my theory was that inscription numbers may not actually matter in this collection because of the frequency of um, how many are being created and also just the, the, the sheer point that a majority of people weren't able to come in and inscribe stuff. For sure. I mean, there was definitely some angst towards the early people who were able to inscribe, which included obviously people who were like core de developers on Bell, right? People who were there right at the beginning kind of supporting the blockchain. Um, you know, so, I mean, look, early ordinals, guys, I said in the Discord, like early ordinal guys inscribed all the early ordinals too, right? Um, you know, so it's like, I understand ordinals was a, a much slower ramp because it was so difficult to inscribe at the beginning but the reality was early devs inscribed all the early ordinals right um i think we were and dogfather correct me if i'm wrong but i think we were over maybe 5000 ordinal inscriptions before a public tool like came available right and so this is like this is that on hyper right cuz this is it's way easier meaning that it's it the friction of inscribing is less the cost is way less, right? It's pennies compared to hundreds of dollars to do ordinals. Um, so I think, you know, that, that super fast ramp of 5 million or whatever, kind of to be expected. Obviously, the, the, 
the low inscriptions. Of course, there's always this value of like sub hundred, sub thousand might have, you know, significantly more value than others. But, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, look, it's it's a playbook that happened on ordinals. And this is the exact same playbook just on like hyperdrive, right? I just don't know how you could do anything different, right? Is there a way to do, like, I had people saying, well, why didn't you just hold off until the inscription tool is ready? It's like, bro, no inscription tool was going to get built if this thing wasn't launched and had interest. Nobody's going to build to do stuff uh, that nobody's interested in. You know what I mean? Go ahead. I'm going to jump in here because as someone who is trying to inscribe early, um, as a team that was trying to inscribe early, I, I see it a little differently. Um, so let's let's look at ordinals for a second, just a little bit of history with ordinals. When Casey Rodemore inscribed the first ordinal, he inscribed ordinal zero, and then he released the GitHub, the Git book publicly, right? So anyone could go in, use the tech if they have the capabilities, and inscribe. The, whoever, the Git book for this, for the Bellinals, was not released to the 60K inscription mark. Uh, and until then, it basically took Hell's Bell's account and started pleading publicly and got, got a lot of attention on that. And we asked just about every dev we could find. And they said, no, we're not going to help you, essentially. Um, Graham was the exception. He helped us. But we weren't able to get in until the 60K mark. Everything before that was just uh, was gatekeeping, which is fine. I, from, I'm a capitalist, right? Like, you go for it. If you have the tools, you don't want to share it, that's fine. But I will say it is against the spirit of Web3 and the decentralization aspect which is, this is open source. Once we have a solution, it is my opinion, and everyone's entitled to their different opinion, that that should be put into public domain so that all builders can enjoy it and enjoy a level playing field. Um, that's just how I see it personally. Uh, I don't hold any ill will to anyone who got in and gatekeeped, but it was frustrating. I, I get that. I actually totally agree with you. I don't, I don't disagree with you at all. Um, yeah. I mean, look, but at the end, it's true. And at the end of the day, each one of those devs makes the decision for themselves, uh, right? And, you know, the idea though, that it's some like there's, there was no team behind this in, in a traditional sense of like a team where, you know, I or Luke or anybody else had like control over people to release, you know, some code publicly because that that's just not possible. This is just a, this is a distributed group of people working on something and and those early devs you know who who gate kept you know i, you know, I, I hear you I, I i don't disagree with you i completely actually completely agree with you um yeah yeah you know to be fair they did offer offer us the repo for a thousand bucks so <laughs> um we could have got it in a little earlier but you know we made that business choice not to do that but yeah no no i i get where everyone's coming from i just wanted to make sure that that point was made yeah uh, i agree with you what do you think phil yeah, I think I think I think it's always a, a matter of balance because you know um, what's been great to know about Bell so far is that we had tools uh, that were built so fast that you always need a balance between like this level of degency, like go, guys going absolutely ham on the thing, and the other balance, you know, when you want it to be known and you know well approached at the same time, uh, it, it's a tough balance sometimes, man. You know, one metric that I look for when I'm entering uh, an emerging ecosystem is how many community created tools um, have spun up and and how fast did that happen? Uh, I remember going back to 2021 um, during the Mooncat rediscovery, um, which kind of started off this entire historical NFT narrative. 
there was literally five to 10 different like analytic tools for these cats within like 10 days. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to set off an, an insane movement. And it did. And then, you know, going back to last year um, with Bitcoin ordinals, right? Adam and I, uh, we were talking with Casey three, four months before Mainnet even was launched. And then um, once it got around, I think around the 1,000 inscription point is when you started seeing different types of tools um, being or popping up where developers saying they're working on it. And within a month, you had like three marketplaces, you had multiple inscription services. And that's when we were like, oh, we need to stay here because this is <laughs> going to be something insanely larger. And then a good, uh, you know, another identifier is seeing the der derivatives or you could say forks of it as well. Um, by beginning of February, you saw Litecoin ordinals pop up and then Doginals popped up, I think like a few days after that. And I think then there was like testing on Mordinals, which was like Moreno ordinals. Oh my God, the RIP <laughs> to that, that number took Nobody off. Nobody knows who owns them or what they are, but they're yeah. there. <laughs> and, uh, and here, right. If you're here, obviously it's extrapolated or, or it's kind of confided down to one blockchain, but the fact that you have five different markets that are major industries in the crypto space form within 30 days, right? Mining, trading, infrastructure, NFTs, fungible tokens, all popped up within a month of each other and, and some tools, right? Two, there's like two or three wallets now. There's, I mean, there's literally, I just wrote it down. I was like, there's, there's actually four wallets, uh, which is crazy. Uh, there's obviously the marketplace on Ordinal's wallet and there's now two inscription tools. I just, Pinned up top, Graham actually pinged me this morning and said, hey, it's backup and we're actually going to be, he's going to be donating a percentage to, you know, development of the ecosystem. And, you know, I think we've all seen that he's, he's a pretty good dude and I, I, I would trust him to honor that. Uh, but even, even not like just for an inscription tool that works, um, you know, we're all kind of searching for that. Um, so again, with it, guys, just go test it out. Don't use a lot of money. Don't use a lot of bell, but test it. Because uh, there were issues before, I wouldn't ape in completely, but you know, give it a test um, to try it out. I think it, what's it, bellscribe.com. Um, you know, just to to dip your toes in. Don't go full ham with all your bell, but a little bit just to try it out and and see how it works. I think is uh, certainly worth it as an alternative to Ordinal's wallet. Which, you know, for all the negatives, I mean, I, just again, I want to say, guys, Ordinal's wallet. For them to build a marketplace, an inscription tool, and a wallet. Like, I understand it's full of bugs, but it's incredible. That amount of, that lift of that amount of tech in whatever it is, two or three weeks, is ridiculous. Like, it's incredible that they're doing it. And, um, you know, I'd give them a little bit of, I know it's it's a bummer, your your bells are tied up, or, you know, it's not minting correctly or whatever. But the reality is, is, is to spin up that amount of technology in such a short time period and not expect bugs is it's it's literally impossible. Like you can't do it. So, you know, I like to support them because they're building really the most important tools, you know, in the ecosystem. So I, I give props to the ordinal wallet guys for what they're doing. Yeah. They're nimble. They, they work really well. And we've been in contact with them. So I pulled up right here, bellscribe.com. The first uh, I guess the little disclaimer or note, it says Bellscribe is, it supports Bell's coin development. And it basically says to support their tireless efforts, 20% of all service fees collected will be donated 
to them to further development of the Bell's Coin network and ecosystem. And if you go on bellscribe.com, you can inscribe text, tokens, and domains, right? I, we haven't seen really the narrative of Bell Map, although I know it is minted out and dot. What is what's the domain? Is it dot bells? I would you know, assume. this was up for debate, right? Is it going to be dot okay. bell or dot bells or who knows? I have no idea. I know some people were already inscribing that. I I didn't inscribe any of them, um, but yeah, I know that was a, a narrative that obviously you know people were popping up. The maps, I don't even that happened so quick. Uh, there's bell map and and guys, come up and tell me what what the different things are. But I I've heard there's two. There's bell map. And there's Bell Maps with an S. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think Bell Map was done by the Ordinal Wallet guys. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm sure they have a huge fat bag of it. Um, you know, and that minted out, I think, super quick. That was like one day uh, to mint that out. So, you know, they may hold half the supply. I have no idea. Um, no, literally no clue. You know, Dog yeah, we'll go, yeah, we'll go to hands and then we'll talk about Ordinal's wallet right afterwards. Was good, Dogfather. Are you on mute? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not. I was not 100 sure that I am allowed to speak. So <laughs> hopefully, I was not too critical about. Hopefully, I was not too critical about on this wallet. I just wanted to share my experience. I mean, many smaller projects. I mean, I'm you know part of the Doge Party uh, uh, community. I mean, I, I would they would cut a finger each community member just to have a wallet there and a marketplace there and all the exposure. I mean. Uh, of course, now we're all beta testing and I, I'm super happy to do that. Um, and um, no, no, I mean, just love for, to the owners, wallet team. So uh, that was my first wallet after Sparrow. So I love these guys. And uh, it's, it's, you have to tell me about when we have a beer in Costa Rica, Adam, how, how you managed to get them on board. So I really want to know it, the, the, the whole story. Um, yeah, I mean, huge props to the devs. It's it's definitely not simple on 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 bells building on bells. Uh, go ahead. Uh, was it Yaz Maz? And then we'll go to Kane right after. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, thank you so much uh, for the invite. Such a great uh, conversations about bells. Uh, pretty excited about it. And as Jake was mentioning um, earlier, you know, um, ordinals and ordi distribution, and you know the way it was minted. But guys, don't you see that ordinals today is a higher risk? There is a wallet holds 43% of the supply. What's your take on that? Of Ordi? Yeah, the Ordi. The Ordi coin has some, some oh, wallet it, has 43%. Is this the, ga the Gamma um, controversy where um, when Ordi was minting, it was on Gamma and Gamma was apparently, I don't know the, the full extent to it, so somebody may correct me if I was wrong, but Something where the Ordi was minting on Gamma and Gamma was pocketing or sending a portion of those mints to their treasury of some sort. So they're sitting on like millions of dollars and they claim that they don't own it. They don't they claim that they don't own keys to this wallet. Um the uh community has, from my understanding, uh diagnosed and said that there has been activity in the wallet, but Gamma claims that they don't own the keys to it. Um so I think that's the somewhat i think that's kind of the short end of the story there but i i mean at this point right Ordi's at 1.5 billion it's been adopted it's been traded it's on binance and now unisat's kind of taking control of of brc20 for the near term 
um, and they're going forward with Sats. So to me, it seems like Sats is going to end up becoming the more valuable one um, because of its integration with um, the Unisat swap and it being and the the fees being paid in Sats as well. But with Ordi, I think it's just it's just more of a treasury asset than anything. Yeah, I think, but um, from a tokenomics perspective, any 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 coin has you know a huge percentage of supply somewhere, and we're not sure hundred percent that supply is locked or burned. It's going to always have a risk in the overall you know ecosystem. But anyway, that that's not the story. Uh, for bells, I'm very excited about it. You know, simply because anything that started small and uh, decentralized, there is no VC, just purely you know. Uh, just Dijon trying to, you know, to figure out how it works and how to mine and how to mint stuff. I think it's going to have the, the same the same road as Ordi or Stamps. I've been in early Stamps, you know, uh, minter. And in the same day, the early days, nobody cared about Stamps. People, you know, a few people in the in the Telegram group. And I feel the same vibes here in uh, with Bells. But the, the real question we should ask ourselves is, why Ordinal's wallet picked up Bells instead of picking up uh, probably I don't know Arbitrum, uh, Tomicals, something else, uh, uh, Poles on you know Polygon. Why did it specifically choose a dead uh, chain and bring it back to life and then um, invest the time to uh, create this infrastructure and the minting process so quickly? Um, you know this is this is the question that that you know uh, I would love that some of you know the ordinary team could you know could uh, enlighten us and tell us exactly from their point of view how they see this. Uh, moving forward totally I, I we did just for transparent we invited them on the the space obviously they didn't want to come maybe they didn't want to feel the heat of people being mad that their inscriptions were not working or whatever which is totally understandable um but just to to be perfectly transparent i had literally no conversations with them at all there were no private dms asking them to support bells or anything uh i get i don't know um i just maybe he i think he might have been on a space with us jake um and then he tw he did tweet later um that like i don't know bells has bitcoin 2013 vibes or something like that and you know maybe he just got excited about it i, don't, I honestly don't know uh well, here i'll try to i'll try to add on to it because i know them to a pretty um you know comfortable friendly level they if you just look, and this is obviously me speculating a little bit, right? If you look at, you know, what Ordinal's wallet is doing, they've now added support for Doginals and then Bells. So they're, you know, intentionally making a play here that they are going to be the Ordinal's marketplace for emerging inscription markets. Um, and then, you know, whether Magic Eden and Unisat come in and, you know, try to commandeer it is to be determined, but they are creating a literal blueprint to where they could probably spin up multiple inscription, you know, ecosystems within, you know, maybe a few hours. Um, it's it's really the same playbook that they're running over and over and over. And I applaud them because, you know, they're finding product market fit, at least in the early stages. Obviously, they're taking a huge risk here, right? Because if if we're, as we talked about in the beginning of the show, if Bellinoles has the highest upside, it also has for them, right, the highest downside because yeah. the worst case for them is they're mismanaging their time of weeks to get this together when yep. they could be building other infrastructure and they could even just get front run by a larger marketplace and kind of lose all of that volume. Yep. But they, you know, they're Bitcoin SV guys. They're 
They've been building on UTXO type blockchains for five years now, maybe, maybe even longer. And so they're just experienced. They know the market and they're, you know, decentralized. They have like a very high degree of decentralization preference and they have no funding. So they have to go in and they got to find mark product market fit. We talk about the same conversation at Emblem Vault all the time. Where, right, where do you go in and find product market fit? And if you do find that, what is the, you know, percentage of you maintaining that? What are, you know, what are the, the possible ways that you could be eliminated from the mock market, become obsolete? So it's probably a business decision for them. Also, um, probably just an in, in, just like a general interest as well. So it, fit, it really fits their mold. I mean, if you look at their, their marketplace, right? I have it here pulled up on the live stream. It's almost it's identical to literally all of their other ones. Um, obviously, there's minimal trading that's been happening. It looks like there's maybe five. There's four. There's four tokens. Four Bell Twenties. Nook, Dragon, Ordi, and Bill are the only four that have volume. But they created an inscription tool and a wallet using the same exact infrastructure, and they're running pretty much the same exact playbook. So right here it says Nook has. Uh, 3,940 owners. And so that's a new stat for me. Almost 10 million transactions. I think it's 100 million, right? Is yeah. what it takes to get minted out. And for them, you know, if you're an ordinals marketplace, essentially what you are, um, at least maybe this is an ordinal wallet case, you're basically just a gamified inscription service, right? Your goal is to get as many people inscribing as possible because that's where your revenue is being made. It's not being made trading that is quite minimal comparative to the amount of money or that you can generate just through inscription services right this is what they do with with the bitmap then they ran back the same playbook with nat right and if you're making you know 50 cents uh, it, we'll use bitmap and nat for example 800,000 blocks if you're making a dollar per block right if you they've done the block out twice you know, even if you get 10% of that, you know, that's enough capital to, capital to keep your business going for a few months. And so they're running the same playbook here. I, I applaud them for it. They're very open guys. Um, and they understand, I think they have a very firm understanding of where they are in the market comparative to Bells, but also comparative to the overall kind of ordinals marketplaces in general. I think uh, one, one interesting thing on the minting for them uh, is rather than take, you know, bells as payment for the minting, they're actually taking inscriptions as payment, which I think is really interesting. That? Explain that. So for example, if you're minting, if you're inscribing Nook, right, and you're inscribing 100 Nook, as payment, they take whatever the percentage is, like five of those 100, that's what they get paid. So they're actually, you know, obviously they're the ones who launched Nook, with this huge supply, it's going to take 100 million inscriptions. Your point is 100% valid. They feel like they're going to be the number one inscription tool. So if they have 80 million of those inscriptions and they make, I, what, I don't even know, you know, they make 8 million of those inscriptions as payment, right? They have a, they're going to be the number one, obviously, number one holder of Nook in the marketplace. They may already be just minting themselves. Um, so, you know, if you see any kind of price rise in Nook, that's how they're going to make uh, their money, right? So it's it's, it's, it's very it's similar. Yeah, this is kind of the same playbook of Unisat, right? With uh, their BRC20 decks, where they, I think, were the largest inscriber of sats or one of the largest inscriber of sats. 
And now they're using those sats as the price is, you know, appreciated literally 10,000 X or whatever it is. It's now go in and use those as fees. So maybe ordinal wallet uses the same thing where now they take that, they take those, uh, take that nook and then reward their users to participate in the marketplace bro it makes me want to max max mint nook. i mean seriously <laughs> right if you figure if this is what they're doing right they're going to corner the market on it they're going to use it as their infrastructure play i mean if they're literally just copying unisat's infrastructure play uh it just makes you i, I mean that's the type of thing where you're like oh nook is going to be way worth way more than bell like that that but that would make sense um not financial advice guys i'm not saying mint nook. i'm just saying <laughs> Like that makes it, it makes it interesting for sure. Not Nook advice. What's up, Kane? Nice. <laughs> oh, gentlemen, it's been a, been an interesting 48 hours. Uh, you know, my parents are fighting, so, you know. <laughs> uh, you talk about counterparty? <laughs> I have a really great analogy about an Asian lady in fuchsia hot pants uh, wrecking my home, but, you know, you know, whatever, it's fine. It's fine. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm fine. Step up her lip. I'm okay. Uh, I'm all right. I guess Jake, that. maybe you want to give a, you did a great, I'll pin it up top. Jake did a real nice breakdown of what's happening on counterparty right now. You know, maybe for the normies in the audience, Jake, you want to give like the 30 second overview of what's actually like happening and with stamps and counterparty and Yada, yeah. Yada, yada. <laughs> yeah so, ba so basically you know the, the short overview is and i know this is a little bit off topic but they're all kind of related because it's the same community members uh so jdog who's been running x chain x chain is the explorer so it'd be similar to bell scan if you're you know a bellinals user he's been maintaining this uh, x chain for literally five six years x chain is the de facto place to where you um where you're, tr I would say, well, was where you were trading Counterparty before Emblem Vault. It had a DEX, it has dispensers, it has the flow of information in terms of like where the transactions are happening. JDog also runs Free Wallet, which is the wallet, right? So this would be a very similar situation with Ordinal's wallet and Bell's, where, you know, on, on Bell's, Ordinal's wallet runs the marketplace, they run the wallet, they run the inscription service. This is a very similar situation, but now just think about Bells, but five years down the road. JDog um, is not a fan of SRC20, and he's not a fan of stamps. He calls them spam. It's the same, 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 very same, almost the same exact situation of what Ordinals is happening um, against some of the miners who think Ordinals are spam. It's at the heart of every Bitcoin argument every single time. So JDog, um, he did give them proper notice. He gave them months to say, hey, at some point, I'm going to remove um, numeric assets, which are stamps, from the Explorer and from the wallet. This sent everyone into chaos because they thought Counterparty is censoring stamps <laughs> when realistically, it's just a central entity who's who runs the entire infrastructure of saying, hey, I'm retiring from maintaining Counterparty. He did add three new individuals to the Counterparty repo. One of them being the founder of Emblem Vault, Shannon, uh, and one of the main leaders of Rare Pepe, uh, Joe Looney, and then JP Jansen. So very credible people said, we're making the counterparty protocol more decentralized. And then I'm taking my private company, X-Chain and uh, Free Wallet, and censoring sp uh, stamps. 
ultimately this ended up causing i think a, a somewhat of a fork because they're running two different um variations of counterparty and so now a lot of stuff has been had to be paused until the community comes up with a solution um and so that's what he that's what kane means by that they're they're fighting and right now um the entire ecosystem is is developing and and communicating with each other like what's the proper way to go about this but it's just you know it's it's late stage centralization right kind of like late stage capitalization where this guy one guy has been running the entire infrastructure for 5 years now and he's fed up with 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 dealing with these things and so now he's beginning to censor it you know this could be something that happens on bell's coin as well so it's just yeah. really something to take notice when a company is operating multiple key pieces of infrastructure. This is the same in Doginals as well, right? Like same in Doginals. It was like this in Bitcoin Ordinals for a while. It's just I mean, central. On Ethereum, if Etherscan decided tomorrow, hey, we're going to censor, I don't know, dog pictures or something, you know, they could do that, right? Etherscan is a private company. Mm -hmm. It's not a public, you know, I mean, we use it all day, every day, like it's, like it's a, a public good, but it's not, right? It's literally a private company. Um, so, you know, yeah, these explorers, you realize how ex important explorers are and, uh, you know, J dog rugging the stamps with his explorer, uh, doesn't change the underlying asset. I mean, that's the thing you realize when you start learning about, you know, blockchains, but it does cause a lot of pain. And especially when these explorers are connected to, you know, websites, markets, all this other stuff, it, it breaks, it literally breaks, um, you know, tech. And so. Yeah, you got to fix it. <laughs> yeah, something to pay attention to. Go ahead, Ken. When the elephants are fighting, the grass gets trampled. <laughs> and I think the I got a a straight answer out of Mike, which in the in the chat, which I you know was very honest. And you know, it, it does. I, I as as anything else, I don't have a side, and because I don't have a side, I have a side. It's because you know, I don't have a bag of anything. I, I'm never like motivated by what I'm holding in my wallet. I'm always just like, Hey guys, this is what's best for everybody. Like, um, how you all turned a stockbroker into like a commie is, is fucking crazy about nuts. Nuts. And my friends think I'm nuts. So the, it's just about the numeric. And there's the, the other argument is when ordinal started and I was, you know, I was there. I was not there. I wasn't at his house, but I remember I was, I have sub 1000. Like I have, I have one. I have a little bit. I've, I've been around. So I remember that interview where it was like counterparty. You, I remember how that made me. For sure. Feel. Yep. It's a shit coin, right? That's what he said. Yeah. And the, but stamps response to that was, we're going to show you but we're going to show you by validating what you said and treating it like a shit coin. And we're only using numerics because it's free and we're going to ignore anything about using counterparty, but we're onboarding people, but don't worry. They'll never know who you are because we're never going to let them see you because we're only using this because it's free. And it put a big strain on let's say an already weary mind. <laughs> so I think that it's for, for me, it sucks, but I know that good things will come out of it. And what I've been telling myself the last couple days is counterparty has been around for 10 years. It's older. It's it, the, ex, the X chain is older than ETH. X chain, not counterparty, X chain. 
it's older than me. The, the transactions that it's showing are older than the blockchains that people think that we're copying. And that's awesome. It's not going anywhere. And this, it's a Dothraki wedding, man. Like, this is how shit gets done, unfortunately. Like, yeah, it's, I had a plate right in front of me. It's all good. My table just got flipped over. People are fighting. The dude just got stabbed. But that's to be expected at a Dothraki wedding. Anything less than 17 killings is a dull affair. But when it's done, everything gets better, and everyone gets to be friends again. And as I've been told from people who are a lot older and smarter than me, this is kind of how it works. And it just, you have to let it work. Yep. So while that's happening, I'm going to just, I'm just, I'm saying it to say it. So one, to tell you guys, and also to make myself feel better while I'm audibly saying this, uh, moving dust into Emblem Vault to keep myself busy. <laughs> because Emblem Vault has superior technology and they don't give a fuck what's going on with none of that stuff. They will make sure everything's, and every, everything's working good, I imagine, right? Yeah, it, everything's working good. So everything's working great. And uh, put on a happy face. So that's coming to eat. That's what I'll be doing for the rest of the next couple of days is vaulting my assets and putting some secret surprises in some of them and making everything shiny and sparkly because the future is bright. Well, maybe we want to talk, Jake, about the Thursday show. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so on Thursday, we're talking with J-Dog and Dogfather about BTNS and so you'll get a, a more firm understanding of J-Dog's reasoning. J-Dog will be on the stage explaining. I'm sure we'll cover some of the controversy, but you'll also understand from his perspective because he's really been made out as a villain, which I don't think is the right way. Yes, I do disagree with the decision wholeheartedly, but you know he's now following his interests outside of maintenance and wants to pursue you know, capitalistic, um, you know, endeavors in terms of BTNS, which is something he tried to introduce on, on counterparty in light of removing SRC 20 didn't really take off. And now he has this opportunity. So Thursday show will be very good. I'm really excited to hear about that. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be cool. Yeah. Thanks for that information, Kane. Um, Ad go, go ahead. Um, Adam, is there anything else or anything to look forward to? Are there any updates upcoming or anything major in um, the Bell's Coin ecosystem um, that should be noted or people should be paying attention to? Well, the the biggest thing is we're trying to we're in talks right now with people to try and um, basically do merge mining. Uh, merge mining right now, you know, Bell's are people are just mining it on their own using ASIC miners. So obviously a lot of pools have gotten on top of it. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't like the miners. Look, proof of work blockchains don't work without miners. Um, so what we're in talks and, and trying to figure out and trying to move forward is this idea of merge mining, which basically allows with these, this type of script uh, blockchain for miners to mine multiple chains at the same time. And so right now, Litecoin and Dogecoin are basically mined at the same time. Basically, if I have a miner, I can mine both at the same time concurrently. We're trying to get into that system so that miners can mine Litecoin as well as Bells at the same time. Uh, that's called merge mining. That is the thing that would basically secure Bells for the next 50 years. Um, that is the number one goal right now. Um, some people have said, well, why not just let them fail and let it come back to, to, you know, computer mining on my PC again. Uh, that really doesn't secure the blockchain, right? 
um, you know, us mining our, our, our on computers, right? A couple guy with a few ASICs can basically 51% attack the, the chain, right? So we want to get integrated into this merge mining protocol to basically secure the chain. And, you know, so I was literally in DMs today with, with some people I'm not going to name, but trying to make this happen. That's the big thing on the horizon that we're trying to do uh, because it's, it's the most important step to like securing the blockchain. So that is what is in the works. Uh, you know, it is not an easy thing to do. Um, surprisingly, most stuff <laughs> in blockchains, as you learn, is not fucking easy at all. And so we, we've had some incredible help and assistance, but this is going to be a big lift. And so, you know, that that's the main thing we're working on kind of behind the scenes. I, I did see somebody post, and maybe this is just somebody just speculating or, or asking for help. Somebody, I don't know who the account was, had mentioned that uh, Bell, the Bell's coin should look into um, adding SegWit support and that it would... It, drastically improve um the scale of yeah. um, transactions on the chain is that was that a serious conversation that's been that's taking a serious place? conversation yes that that's absolutely um well i shouldn't say absolutely gonna happen but absolutely uh wants the devs want that to happen 100 percent. yes and can uh, you explain what that would segue is at least to the best of your knowledge if you're if you know so Not to the like best of my, my knowledge, it allows a much more, it, it allows the amount you want to put into blocks to be much more efficient uh, than, than what is currently. And if you've been trying to inscribe, you realize, and it's been posted, you know, whatever, there's 150 or 200,000 transactions uh, pending, right? Waiting in the mempool, waiting to clear, right? Uh, SegWit would basically help speed that up by just efficiency of like, how you store data or how much data could be stored in each transaction and all this sort of thing. So yeah, that, that's definitely, um, you know, there is no roadmap, but the devs have that as one of the key things to basically make happen for sure. Yeah, you're right. And uh, the killer, man, I've tried to add you on stage like 40 times. Oh, it looks like finally added you. I don't know what, I don't know what the issue was. Yeah. So SegWit was, um, if you were around in 2017, um, that was the entire contention around the Bitcoin, Bitcoin cash fork was the implementation of SegWit. And obviously it did. And then SegWit then allowed Taproot to be enabled. Taproot cannot exist without SegWit from my understanding. And um, with Taproot is how Bitcoin ordinals were born, where you can have up to four megabytes in a single block using some sort of technical um, liaison that is a little bit above my pay grade of understanding. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Doc Father? Yeah, I mean, the fun thing with SegWit on Bells would be you would be ahead of Dogecoin. <laughs> that would be an, yeah. an interesting outcome that, that this is dead for a few years and then coming back and then has so much momentum that you have like tech on in, in place that even the Dogecoin Foundation was not able to figure out and, and to get to get, you know, updated. But that 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 would be really interesting. Yeah, as far as my understanding goes, and it's obviously very, very limited. But what I understand with Dogecoin was the devs were forced because of like the incredible rise of Dogecoin and how like the blockchain just became very popular very quickly. They had to make some early choices that basically forced their hand and are immutable and they can't change going forward. And so uh, they were, yeah, forced it. It's not like they could just, they may want SegWit now, they just can't do it, right? So it's it's the type of thing that they made someone 
you know, choices that they were forced to make early on, which have resulted in them, you know, not having that flexibility later. So yeah, in theory, Bell's because it's, you know, 10 years on or whatever, uh, actually has those opportunities now. Uh, I have a question. Like I'm trying to to help my DAO to get uh, familiar with uh, with bills. I get a lot of questions from members. The first one is the, is the how uh, uh, how long it take to a transaction if if it was like sent with low fees in the mempool. How long it takes to be uh, like uh, dropped and cancelled? Like uh, Bitcoin, it takes yeah. for hours to a week. Now in bills. Uh, I don't have an answer exactly. I don't have an answer either. I, I don't know. Uh, and I don't know if anybody really knows um, what what the drop time is. Don't do not know. Um, I know people who've had, you know, Bitcoin transactions stuck for over a month, right? I think, or longer. I think, it's, I, think I think it's two weeks is the drop time on Bitcoin. Is it is it two weeks now? I think okay. so. Yep. So there is a drop a drop uh, like th this option is available in uh, Mimpool. So if the transaction was filled, maybe after two weeks, it will be canceled automatically. It could it could be. I honestly don't know. I don't have that answer. Um, we should ask in the Discord and see if anybody's figured that out yet. Yeah, I, I would know. I would look. It's probably Mimics Dogecoin since Billy created Bell's coin. Yeah. Was it eight days before Dogecoin? They probably yeah. have a lot of shared properties. Yep. So, so the answers, uh, there is the no... answers we don't know. They answers, don't know. Yeah. Idea. I have one stuck right now. I can't mint anymore right now. It's been, I don't even know, multiple days. I made the mistake of, you know, using my old, uh, you know, gas fee. And yeah, I don't know. It's just wait and see. I'd okay. ask a miner. Miner probably knows. Maybe. Yeah. It's a bummer, but I don't know. <laughs> what happens when you restart blockchain, man? It's a lot of incomplete information, especially because the back in 2013, right? This is before the Gitbook days. This is before. This was like even before the white paper days, really. Oh. I mean, white paper is, is is what was presented for Bitcoin, but in 2013, that was the first real altcoin boom, and people were just launching food tokens and meme coins, and without just any type of potential utility it was just being launched because people were fascinated that you could even do this right yep. so just, you got to put yourself back in that time we're dealing with 2013 technology but now we're implement going to implement 2024 tech which is pretty cool yeah totally. yeah some research about uh, the the main pool i found that it was uh, like made uh, in is explorer you know blockstream explorer so I trying to contact like the, the the main business owners of this platform. Like uh, they need to make a lot of changes to the main pool, especially the interface. It's very hard, man. It's it's very hard to deal with the, that main pool. Yeah, just remember this just launched, <laughs> bro. If you want to fix it, please fix it. Like if you want to build something, please build it. Like. Yes, hundred yeah, percent. I mean, I, I agree. It sucks, totally, bro. Yeah, it this is this is the happiest blockchain on earth, bro. It's from 2013, man. This is the worst blockchain on the planet right now, hands down. Is, like, if you want efficiency, Psy is right there for you, waiting, man. Free transactions, 
instant settlement. Like this is not that. This is 2013. It's an old clunky Model T car and we got it up and running and it's barely running and it's a miracle we're actually able to do anything with it. Uh, and if you want to build on it, God bless you, man. I'll support you. I will tweet about it. I will talk about it. But yeah, it's clunky, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to try about that. <laughs> Even there is no minimum information like dates and time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How are we even, how is it even running? It's impossible, dude. How is this blockchain not even stopped? It should just stop. Like, it should just stop. It's a miracle it's running, bro. Got to use your intuition, man. That's where the real opportunity lies. I made this post about Counterparty recently, too, with the, the issue is that, you know, when one central entity leaves, this leaves a huge power vacuum for somebody to come in and build, whether it's one builder or multiple builders. Here, there was no central leader. It is just you're in that stage now where there there is literally dozens of opportunities, whether you want to do it in mining, infrastructure, right, NFTs, whatever. And I think this is where we're all uh, yeah. kind of coalescing around. But uh, it's funny, Chris and I were talking about this the other day. You know, when we got into crypto in 2016, there was no tutorials. There was not nothing. Literally, you were just typing into Twitter, trying to find information oh. on Twitter. And hopefully there you could find some keywords on Reddit. Like that was literally the only thing that existed at the time. It's a very similar situation here. You just gotta gotta use your strengths to to push forward and build Try it. Try and figure it out. Like no, trust me, nobody is I mean, well, there are a couple of devs who know exactly what they're doing and can fix everything for themselves and get their mints running. But almost all of us normal people are like, I'm searching Discord, like, oh, I got this error message. Has anybody else got it? Well, yeah, 50 other people had this same error message. Is there like one simple fix? No, like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Mempool's still stuck, wallet doesn't work. Like, yeah, it's clunky as fuck, man, period. Full stop. Yeah. Uh, what's up, what's up, Yasmaz? Hey, well, I mean, it's very interesting, guys. All the, uh, all the conversations here are basically to the point. Uh, I just wanna first ask a question about the website bestscribe.com. Is it working better than ordinance? And no idea. Give it. That's why I said give it a try with very little. I, I have no idea. Graham just, you know, Graham is just. If you don't know, the guy who built it was the the first person to actually get an inscription working on on bells. So yeah, he's inscription zero, right? Yeah, he got. He has inscription zero, oh. and so he built it. What like a week ago or five days ago? I don't know. Um, but it basically crashed. The number of people who were using it basically crashed it and stuff was getting stuck. So he's been working since then to get it up and running again. So just mint a little, try it. I have no idea how it's working. If it's working well, zero clue. Um, so just try it a little bit, try it a little. Um, don't go crazy. Yeah, we'll yeah. give it a shot, man. Yeah, give Thank it a you. shot. Yeah, I found that, yeah, I found that Bill Scribe, uh, website before entering the main the main discord build discord and i try it uh i tried to mint an nft i did the, the payments the payment was successfully but i didn't receive that yeah. after that after that the state was crashed i don't remember the, the order so i'm gonna try to to mint the whole collection using that that <laughs> that uh, website and if i found some problem i will try you know, uh, the moment I enter this bell blockchain, 
I'm ready to lose money. But <laughs> that's a good strategy, brother. That that's a strategy I can get behind. Look, the moment I started doing this, my whole purpose was I'm going to lose money. That is it. Yeah. Now you've now you've perfectly described Bell. This is like that's that's a strategy. I think I think I lost like 25. 25% for my capital, but I'm I'm not going to stop because this is the next opportunity. This is the next Bitcoin. I don't want to stop, so I'm trying everything. I have a lot of problems, maybe more than you have, but I'm going to find a solution for that. I'm trying to share with the, with the community. I, I, I even have my own my own DAO, my own community. I'm trying to give, a, give them the opportunity to be part of the bill blockchain or be the first to to means be the first to get benefits and be the, the like the, the 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 first users for this blockchain so uh sell out to to bill man i love your i love the hustle man i mean look jake and i we've seen it man like if you're early and you push through the pain like it's not guaranteed but you may win Right. I did not push the through the pain in ordinals and I missed. I did push through the pain in stamps. Like I figured out stamps and I have a bunch of early, you know, sub 200, sub 100 stamps. Like, you know, so I won there big time. Right. And it was hard and it was expensive. Like to do stamps was like 150 bucks. It was insane in the beginning. Like, it insane. was so crazy at the beginning. And I'm my, I told my wife, like, look, I just spent like $5,000 minting yeah. stamps. And she was like, how much? <laughs> She freaked. And I was like, but look, man, it may be worthless, but this also may be generational wealth. Like I may have made a shit ton of money on that. Right. Um, you know, and that's, that's the risk we take in crypto. Right. I mean, you know, you hope it works out. You think it might work out and you go with your gut and you, you know, push through, but we have also yeah. seen that if it's hard, that is often an indicator that you are so early. If it's most people can't do it, that is a very good indicator that most people are not in it yet, and it's possible you're very early. My wife is is like supporting me in that, so I'm gonna lose more money in that. <laughs> yeah, that best way. So, uh, Buxor.org on the live stream says, "Hey guys, when did we hit 10 million? Do you have an ETA time stamp?" I think uh, it was yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Yep. And, then, yesterday. and then he says, "I inscribed a collection. Want to know if it was within the range? So if you yeah. inscribed." Or yesterday than year before 10 million yeah congrats man yeah congrats 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 yeah uh if anyone has any other questions um please ask away if not then we're gonna close this up and wrap it up and we'll try to do a bells show once a month i think is probably a good trend to keep updated i know adam's probably living in the space or living in the discord consistently this guy goes mia every every other day he's like yeah i've been trying to solve whatever the situation is because <laughs> uh bell's bill's coin has an existential crisis it seems every day <laughs> just trying to keep it running man just trying to not have the blockchain die that is my number one goal it is the number one thing i'm focused on i try to help in the discord you guys see me in the discord i try to solve problems for people try to get people to be able to inscribe and stuff but my number one focus is to try and keep this blockchain running because uh, it is not it is not decided it could it could die and so my number one purpose with bells is to keep it running uh, so all these efforts don't go you know wasted so that that's my number one goal all right we'll go to chris and close up with dogfather hey just wanted to plug the the sales bot up mm -hmm. top as usual it's really the easiest way to track 
attract cross-chain sales, especially as we add more curated collections from Emblem Vault. Um, there's been a serious noti no uh, noticeable tick up in high value rare Pepe sales lately. So definitely something to keep an eye on. And uh, yeah, just follow along. That'll be a good time. Hell yeah. Love the plug. Make sure you guys follow the sales bot, follow Emblem. Also follow Chris, the newest member of the Emblem team. What's up, Dogfather? Take us home. Yeah, huge props to Billy McBride for taking care of Heidi, <laughs> Heidi appreciate it, man. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's your baby. You have to take care of it. Let's yep. write it to zero or to a million. We will see. Uh, <laughs> I, would love to, I would love to chill uh, the Thursday uh, X space that we guys are planning with Emblem World with the BTNS community. So that's something really interesting. And that's also one of the reasons why JDoc doesn't have too much time or, you know, capacity for the stamps and SSC 20, because he's building a new fungible protocol on counterparty called BTNS. So yeah, if you're interested in being like really early, so tune in to Thursday's show. Um, yeah. See you there, man. Uh, have a good day. Have a good time until then. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, we do. Andy.jpeg just came on stage. Do you have a do you have a final question, or you just want to come hang out? I'm just here to hang out. Thanks for bringing me up, guys. Yeah, we're actually closing up right now. So. <laughs> perfect timing. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. You need, you need you need to give a role for the early members in your Discord, like early supporter. That's why the community will like feel like they are home. You need to think about that. Okay. Like giving an early, like early members, like that's OG. Cool. Add cool. the roll. Maybe, the, the, maybe the first 10,000, we could do that. Probably right about now. That's a good idea. Like that. Everybody loves the good trinkets in the Discord. Everyone wants to be uh, showcased. So, everybody, appreciate you for coming. If you don't know, uh, myself, Adam, Chris, the Emblem account, Dogfather, we host a show Tuesday through Thursday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time. We focus on everything from multi-chain, ordinals, inscriptions, collecting, cross-chain protocols. We're covering it all around the focus of collecting and building cool ecosystems. Tomorrow, we are hosting NFTFi, the top borrowing and lending NFT platform on Ethereum. They are adding support for Spells of Genesis and Rare Pepe. So you will now be able to go take your rare puppets and spells of Genesis and go participate in their point Ponzi that they got going on over there. <laughs> Just as every, seems like every ETH NFT has got points. They got points, dude. Go put your rare puppets awesome. to work. Go borrow against them. We're going to go talk with them. They are actually quite interested in all of our inscription curated collections. So maybe we can convince them to add bells at some point in the future. Also, Little alpha drops stay and pay attention to Emblem Vault over the next month. Hopefully, we may have our own contribution to the Bells ecosystem. So we are working on something behind the scenes. It'll be a lot of time. But man, it is hard building this shit in the background. So um, we were hoping it would have been out by today, but uh, it's not. So pay attention. Make sure you follow everyone on stage. And um, until then, guys, we'll see you tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll see you soon.